Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives of New York broke the internet this week when a photo surfaced online of her kissing the infamous Lothario, Harry Dubin, at an NYC bar. Shamari DeVoe from The Real Housewives of Atlanta's husband, Ronnie DeVoe, is in some hot water with the IRS owing over $360,000 in unpaid taxes. And Camille Grammer from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills' daughter, Mason, opens up about the hardships faced throughout her parents' high-profile divorce. We'll also discuss our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week, from the fiery reunion in Dallas to the fight between Teresa and Jackie on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host, Mercedes. She has an encyclopedic knowledge of all things Bravo and was Bravo Happy Hour's first guest. P.S. Go back and listen to episode one to hear her spill some amazing tea about all of our favorite Bravo liberties. Welcome back, Mercedes. Thanks. So glad to be here. You know I love Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) To get to know Mercedes a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. So what is your favorite show on Bravo? Real Housewives of New York City. No housewives do it better. They just don't. And it's not just because we live here. (laughs) (laughs) Least favorite show on Bravo? Totally unpopular opinion, but Vanderpump rules. Like, I don't know. Those are fighting words. (laughs) I just can't get into it. And I know everybody loves them, but I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. I'm speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Every single person who's ever come on here, I ask favorite show. They say Vanderpump rules. Of course. Least favorite show. Real Housewives of OC. (laughs) <laughs> but I love I love difference in opinion. Although I, I mean, OC was terrible this season. Like I could not make it through a single episode, <laughs> and they seriously, seriously need, need to do some casting uh, there because it's been terrible. So the Bravo star you think should come back to the franchise? Speaking of OC, <laughs> Heather Dubrow. You know, like I get it. A lot of people don't like her, but bitch is rich and <laughs> she is classy. And she never, would she ever be walking around popping her boobs out everywhere like Tamara? <laughs> Absolutely not. She would never. So I think OC needs a little bit of Heather back. And then did you see Kelly Dodd had recorded oh, yeah. Heather Dubrow it. outside of Orange Theory Fitness? Yeah. Oh, and then Heather, I guess, just like made a response back recently. Like, uh, I didn't even know that we had a problem. Like, I thought everything was copacetic. So like in Heather's world, she made it seem on her podcast that everything is fine. And she doesn't even know like what the problem is with Kelly Dodd. So a little backstory for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and Heather work out at the same place called Orange Theory. And Kelly the other day was sitting in her car and it was like five minutes before the class. And she's filming and posting on her Instagram story video of Heather Dubrow. And she's saying... Oh, you know, when Heather leaves, like, the entrance of the building, finally I can enter. I just don't want to talk to her. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to see her. But she's posting all these videos, and Heather is like, girl, what? Why are you so obsessed with me? Oh, so she deleted them off her Insta stories? (laughs) Yeah. And then, but some people had obviously already screenshotted them, and then they posted them on Twitter. And that's how Heather (laughs) saw them. Uh, Oh, so epic. Shit show. I love it. Give me (laughs) more. Let's just start right off. Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives of New York was caught kissing fan favorite Harry Dubin. (laughs) So Harry Dubin, if you guys don't know, was the ex-husband of Aviva Dresser, who was also on The Real Housewives of New York. (laughs) No longer. Thank God. Thank God. But what makes him famous is that he also had hooked up with Sonia Morgan and Luann Deliceps. And (laughs) I saw him when I was at the Regency. Oh! Was he with Tom? Literally, he was. Oh my god. I believe it. I believe it. I I went to the Regency twice, and the first time Harry Dubin came, and then Tom came. Oh my god. And you know those two, you know, 
the sleazeballs. The sleazeballs. <laughs> Look, I've been to the Regency, but I haven't seen them. Oh, I've not been it dying. It was epic. So, Singer and Dubin were getting cozy at a private table at Pomona Restaurant, which is on West 58th in New York City, which I looked online, is, quote, inventive American fare, which... Which means expensive bullshit, yeah? <laughs> but really good food, because let me tell you, I don't think I've been to a restaurant in New York and, like, and not be amazing food. <laughs> I agree. They can't stay open if the food sucks. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, Ramona was out with Tinsley Mortimer that night. All I'm surprised the... they hang out. I know. That's, like... Oh. Well, Tinsley's like young and hot, and Ramona's like trying to be young and hot. Tinsley's not that young. Tinsley's forty something. Yeah, she's like a sleeper older woman. Yeah, like, you wouldn't expect it. No, I want to say forty two, forty three. I think older. But really? Yeah, I think older. Oh, fact check. Let's do a little fact check. Tinsley Mortimer age forty three. You're right. Okay, yeah, forty three. I mean, she looks beautiful. She looks stunning. Please, I wish I could look like Let's that. Pop out some of because things. you know what, Bethany. It says here is only five years older, but Bethany looks like fifteen years older. She looks I mean, Bethany has, like, the skinny person thing, you know, when you... Gaunt, yeah, when you're you right. When you are so, 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 so skinny... You don't age well. Your face gets gaunt and yeah. doesn't age well. And also, like, your body needs fat. Yeah. Like, to just round you out a little bit. Because it says Erica Jane here is only a year younger than Bethany. She looks, like, ten oh years God. younger than Bethany. I think she's a better doctor, too. Well, <laughs> that, but she's also fuller than Bethany. She looks fantastic. Seriously. So this picture surface of the two of them making out, obviously check the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram account and you will see the picture. It will make you vomit. (laughs) I mean, it was intense. It was intense. Harry's lips were just suffocating her face. Like, it was such an aggressive display of affection. And what I hate is they're like, it wasn't that serious of a kiss. It wasn't that serious. I'm like, you guys were inhaling each other's mouth. Like, what's not serious about that? Like, I definitely don't kiss my boyfriend like that. But they said, <laughs> no, it's just like not a regular kiss. So Harry Dubin spoke with E! News exclusively saying, you know what? It was half a second kiss. It was not even a makeout kiss. It was just a regular kiss. It looks like it was a makeout kiss, but it wasn't. She's a wonderful person. She's an amazing person. A great friend of mine. And that's it. We are not dating. Like... We know you guys aren't dating. No one of thought that. We just were like, but what is the storyline she's trying to do? I'm confused because she's been seen with Mario around town and shooting with Mario. So there was like rumors that she was getting back with Mario. But then she's making out with Harry. And I'm like, okay, wait, is Mario coming back into our lives or not? Because we all love us a little bit of Mario. But I think there's like great cosmic you know, returns when it comes to Mario because he left her for that 30-year-old woman and then, you know, the girl ended up cheating on Mario. Yeah. And he had had to kick her out of the house because she didn't want to leave. So I'm like, look, Mario got his own, like, so I'm, that's why I can forgive him because, like, it came back around to him. Totally. And Ramona's like take that Mario. I mean, also, Ramona has the money. Let's be real. Ramona bought that house in the Hamptons and she she was like, bitch, Get out! Yep. I'm keeping the place in the Hamptons, and I'm ke- keeping the place in Manhattan, because yep, she honestly, did. I probably created both of them for you, and now he's, yep. like, groveling back. He's like, I lost my little hot thing, you yeah. know, my little 30-year-old, and you know what? Ramona's hot, fun, smart, you know, she's batshit crazy, but aren't we all? Like, yeah. But remember, Mario's family came from money, too, because they had that oh. trophy business. They really kind of <laughs> highlighted it in the first, like, season or two of Real Housewives in New York City. It was... A trophy business, and then also they made religious jewelry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True faith. Yes, yeah. But I mean, this makeout definitely broke the internet. Oh All yeah, the it was pages. everywhere. It was had it was like, what's going on? So Aviva Drescher, his ex-wife, who was also on the Real Housewives of New York, bore. She's seasons, terrible. Does a snore. She had the fake leg. If anyone didn't remember. She uh, spoke to Us Weekly exclusively saying, I didn't mind being the first to kiss Harry, and I'm glad I'm not the last. Girl. I feel like she's always trying to, like, get attention. But you know what? Her dad is still with that uh, girl that he married. The young really? girl. Yeah, they're still together. Oh. The one who had the, owned the nail salon. They're still married. I mean, that father was truly, like, oh, me too before I ever completely. saw it on TV. Like, him. He literally sexually assaulted Sonny Morgan on, <laughs> on the episode. Like, And, like, as, you know, of, like, as women, it's happening to you, and she, like, played it off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. He was a great, but, but Aviva pushed it and, like, was okay with it. I'm like... Your dad well, is enabling that behavior. Yeah, yeah. I, I just she just can't come back. And then her and Reed. I don't know if you remember they were on uh, Marriage Boot Camp. Camp. 
Which, like, uh. that is the bit, like, you are so desperate for fame. I always say, once you leave the network that you originally started your reality yeah. show on, you're lily padding to others, and... <laughs> Gretchen and Slade <laughs> were yes! also on Marriage exactly. Weekend. That yeah. is when you know you have lost it, and you're no longer a thing. No, You have to be on TV, or own, yeah. or TLC. Yeah. Like, when you leave one of the major networks to go on fucking Marriage Boot Camp, and they went on Marriage Boot Camp because she... <laughs> She wanted a fifth baby and Reed didn't. And then he said, social media changed my wife. And so I think marriage boot camp will be a really great way for us to, you know, rekindle our relationship. Oh, didn't you see too recently? They had, um, I don't know that they were sued for like taxes when it came to their credit card. Yeah. Like 30, it wasn't that much in, in we're talking about like New York city money. It was like $30,000 in credit card debt that he wasn't paying. So there was a claim against him and he's on a payment plan now for like, $285 a month. It's crazy. Okay, looking here, it says that according to court documents obtained by the Blast, Reed Drescher <laughs> has agreed to pay the bank thirty-two grand of the forty-five k owned to Capital One Bank. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. so they sued him earlier this year, accusing him of refusing to pay up the credit card despite numerous demands. Mm-hmm. What are they buying? That's why I'm like, you have she, you know, presents herself as having all this money, but I'm like, you can't even pay forty five thousand dollars in Capital One like wow. credit card payments, like, because the New York City women they have boatloads of money. I don't yeah. think people realize. So that's why I'm like, what? I don't know. Something forty five k. Like also, <clears throat> you know, mind your money. If you know, you yeah. Don't have oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Why like, are you continuing to spend? I don't know. There's there's something about like that idea of like getting so ridiculously in debt when you're trying to like live this certain type of lifestyle yeah you're not even on tv anymore no one knows if you're not wearing the no gucci whatever nobody nobody oh, poor girl <laughs> well speaking of um potentially failing relationships lala <laughs> <laughs> lala ken from the real house oh my god i just almost gave her a real housewife title Oh, but you know what? I did see somewhere that said that she was trying to foray into becoming a housewife. Last week's episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Oh, that's right. And it made so much sense, especially with like the Kardashian crossover. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yep. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see it. I see it. So Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules, obviously is dating um, Randall Emmett, who's a... Toad. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's truth, truth, uh, truth. Ugly. so they've been dating for about a year and a half now actually no about two years now he's a big producer in hollywood everybody knows he's got a private jet the pj mm-hmm. so lala was profiled in a cosmopolitan magazine article and spoke about how her and randall met and said quote there's like that saying where you marry people that are like your dad and i never thought that like that was true until i totally found someone who's just like my dad which I'm so grateful for because my dad treated my mom like a queen of all queens. Okay, great. Nice. Whatever. Mm. Little daddy issues. We yeah, it. it was very weird. It was odd. <laughs> I was like, okay. She proceeded to say, we actually met at Sir. How crazy is that? He came in for a Christmas dinner and set up, and sent his assistant up to me and asked if he could get my manager's contact info because he wanted me in a film. And so then we started that whole process. I booked that film and then we just had an instant connection. Instant connection, like you saw his money. Right, she like, was like I just oh, don't what? think that Lala, as pretty as she is, looked at Randall and was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy is like hot. I need to give him my information." There's no way. No, she's like saw dollar bills in her 100%, eyes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, we were discussing this prior to the episode starting. Did Randall go to Sir on Christmas Day? He has kids. Like, I don't see how. And also, I thought I know they're obviously getting a divorce. But I thought he was still, like, with the ex when him and Lala started messing around. I think so. There was some overlap. I so that's why I'm like, overlap. yeah. Because their divorce finalized in late 2017. However, when you have when he has so much money, divorces like that will last and last and last. Right. I love Bethany and Jason. Oh, my like, gosh, Those divorces yeah. will never end because there's no. always, like, some sort of money issue going on. So maybe they weren't being, like, intimate with each other, yet the divorce was still going on. But he's a dog, and she's a hot young thing, and they probably were And his ex-wife is only, like, a year or two older than Lala. I'm like, whoa. Last episode, we also kind of talked about that, because we were like, wait, she's 30 years old Mm -hmm. and has, like, a seven-year-old kid? Yeah. You know, so he has a type. Definitely. Oof. I don't know. I just think that I... The big question is, everybody's wondering if it's going to last. They've been together three years... Everybody in the cast, even though they never said his name, they knew who he was, like, so they all knew this. And so, like, is it genuine? That's the question I think everybody's, like, really wondering. 
if they're going to last. I mean, you know, I believe in love, obviously, and I want her to be happy, and I, I can see what she sees in him, maybe, like... The a, security, exactly. the daddy issues, and, whatever. You know, her father passed away in April, so, you know, she might need that male figure in her life to maybe give her a little bit of stability. Earlier this year, she went sober and, like, was not drinking for months at a time. Oh, and, that's know, healthy. maybe he kind of... And he, they have the house because they were on flipping oh, out. Yeah. Like so, so yeah. maybe he's kind of becoming a stabling force for her. Because she's still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's not even thirty. Yeah. You know, and and she's obviously on this major TV show. Mm-hmm. She has a pretty big career coming ahead of her. Like, what's how is her makeup line doing? Give them Lala. Well, like earlier this year, they only had like they started off with like four different lipstick shades and uh-huh. now they have like 50 different shades oh so, so it's like doing well yeah surprisingly considering or she got money from randall to like back the Girl, business and expand <laughs> well like, she said on the show she was like um my man doesn't pay for anything with my business because yeah right it's my money it's like yeah right then let me see the checks yeah where'd you get the seed funding yeah your business uh, manager for that money like come on girl you ain't getting paid that much by Vanderpump Rules. So she proceeds to say, it was my first season of Vanderpump Rules. I think like three episodes had aired of season four. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let my guard down. Whatever's happening, I like it, you know? He makes me laugh. Give it a try. And we've been together almost three years now. You have to marry your best friend. What's better than being able to have sex with your best friend? <laughs> Not having <laughs> sex with Randall. That's what's better. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Just, oh. If only having sex with your best friend wasn't like a fat 40 something year old oh, with a bad tan you know they, she's like we fuck well they said they were like we go through a whole this is so crass children don't listen <laughs> cover your ears we go through a whole box of magnums on the pj Ooh, Ooh. No, i'm sorry thank you no thank you Hard pass. Hard no. Hard no. I'll take a non-PJ guy (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't look like Randall any day. I don't know. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, budding relationships, Vicky (laughs) Gumbelson from The Real Housewives of OC was recently on her Instagram story from The Vacation with Vicky. So if you listen back to episode 8 of Bravo Happy Hour, I talk with Kathy O'Donnell about how... Vicky Gunvalson is doing Vacation with Vicky the first mm-hmm. week of December, which is like a Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Basically, fans got to go party with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, who's paying to party with Vicky Gunvalson? I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> had I known and had I planned my vacation days accordingly, I would have been partying in Puerto Vallarta. I would have partied with Ramona and Sonia. <laughs> I would have paid. And it would have been somewhere nice, like the south of France. They like St. Paul's, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so Vicky Gumbelson went on Instagram stories with a random fan who was like, honestly, such an amazing little reporter. Like, I saw the yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the videos. So this fan was asking her all about like her and Steve, and they were saying that they have confirmed that she and Steve will be getting married in Puerto Vallarta. Ooh. She said, there is no ring on it yet, and he told me on the airplane that the engagement is coming up. You know, he said this on December 2nd, so I mean, hey, we'll see. First off, his big old veneers bother me, but that's like a side the point. You well, know what I mean? Like his favorite thing. It's like, let's big, buy my big man teeth. teeth. Let's <laughs> buy my man teeth. Yeah. And maybe because I work in dentistry, but so I pay attention. But he's got big, huge chompers. Anyways, there's like a shady <laughs> past about Steve Lodge. About when he was a cop. Um, one about like him abusing inmates or like uh, different people that had committed crimes, but also like when he was running for mayor of Anaheim, he didn't actually live in Anaheim. He only rented a place to be able, like in the County to be able to run. He came in like dead last, but there's always like shady stuff in like the periphery about Steve. And I'm like, it's not as blatant as Brooks, but I don't know. I just, I can't get on board with Steve. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it says between 1991 and 1997, <laughs> many different cases of police brutality that, were yeah. filed against him. And, I mean, the OC has been known to be very racist. Like, if you've ever yeah. heard anything about that area, it's very, you know, Christian, whitewashed but type of area. So let's tie this in. The Real Housewives of OC Kids have had so many issues with the police there. One, Lori Peterson's son mm-hmm. claiming that... The people in the jail are framing him. But then, too, don't you remember Lynn Curtin's Ooh. daughter was raped by a police officer yeah, and she won. $2.1 million. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, there's all sorts of corruption going on over there. Totally. And I lived in San Diego before moving here, so I'm like, Ugh. 
So I'm actually reading here that Steve and Vicky actually met at a charity event back in 2016. Yeah, I also read that Steve was then hit with some sort of restraining order because he beat the shit out of a guy who was sleeping with his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, but he was a cop. Yes! And so I'm just like... Even worse. Yeah, so Vicky, first off, she has the worst taste in men, and she's <laughs> said, though, before that she didn't think that she should have ever left Don. And Don still is, like, involved in Brianna's lives and the mm. kids' lives, and I'm like, Don was a true gem. Well, I think that says a lot about the type of man he is, you know, Brianna on season 13 said, I'm no longer on the show. She's no longer in the credit thing in the beginning. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. would normally be. It's now just Michael and Steve, which is truly the saddest group of people I've ever seen. Yeah. But it shows that Brianna's like, you know what? My family, we're detaching from this because yeah. this is toxic. And, and it really was. Whatever's going on here. Obviously, the Brooks thing, I think, really affected Brianna as it should have. But then that's she moved to North Carolina like shortly after all the Brooks stuff. So I think even the physical distance of like her with Ryan and the boys being gone, I think makes a big like change in the relationship between her and Vicky. Totally. Because like mean, she she puts everything on Michael now, yeah. on her son, and he works at Kodo, and like he still lives in SoCal. So yeah. Well, speaking of a parallel to Vicky Gundelson and uh, Brooke, Connie Britton received a Golden Globe nominee for her role uh, in Dirty John. So if you guys don't know, uh, Dirty John is the new scripted show on Bravo, airing on Sundays at ten o'clock. So, Connie plays Deborah, who's a single mom and interior designer living in Orange County, California. She falls madly in love with John Meehan, who is played by Eric Mana, uh, after meeting him online. Despite protests from her daughters, Tara and Veronica, Deborah falls more and more in love with John. But in this twisted tale of manipulation and deceit, the whole family soon discovers that John is not who he seems to be. So, I'm not going to give any spoilers, because obviously I listen to the podcast. You know, it's a very creepy eerily similar situation between Brooks and yeah. Vicky and... Vicky even said that she thought yeah. that Brooks is exactly like Dirty John. Yeah, and in the reunion, um, she said she's keeping her little Excel spreadsheet of all the thing, the times he fucked her over or whatever, all the money he owes her. But Brooks is remarried now. He married some young girl, like, uh, a couple months ago. I mean, he's a master manipulator. Yeah, oh, totally. He totally got away with it. Uh, love Connie Britton. Have loved her since Nashville, even though I know most people knew her from American Horror Story before that. But I'm like, Golden Globes just came out. Dirty John just premiered and the Golden Globe nomination just came out. I'm like, how did she get nominated that fast? Right? There's like three episodes that yeah. are out right now. Dirty John was initially a... LA Times podcast. Yeah, an LA Times profile that was talking about this wife uh, living in OC, being completely manipulated by this man who was like recently out of jail and... You know, he was incredibly handsome and incredibly manipulative, mm -hmm. and he met this woman and... Claimed she, to be an anesthesiologist. Yeah. Who was really like a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he just lied and lied and lied and messed with her family. And again, I don't want to spoil the show because it is really juicy, but it's it, it draws so many parallels between Vicky and Brooks and how... He manipulated her, and he was saying all the right things. That's why I think that it's no coincidence that it came on at the end of OC, because all the OC fans, are like, we know the background with Vicky, and so this coming in, it's like, oh, all right, all right, that's what we're getting into. But speaking of, like, production and programming, Bravo is really trying to murder Mary's Medicine, Dead. because they Dead. changed it from Sunday to Saturday, and this past week it came out on Friday. And it's just like, what are you doing? They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're trying to kill it. Because really, I think Mary's Medicine is better than Real Housewives of Atlanta. I will put that on my goddamn gravestone. 100%. But the thing is, they've spent so much money on the cast of Atlanta, they don't want to be losing their money out to Mary to Medicine. But I'm like, Mary to Medicine women, they're classy. They have genuine relationships. Like, there's so much more substance than the superficial, like, fake fighting, I don't know, with totally. Eva and then... The new girl, and I don't know. They're not, they're definitely not supporting the show. I mean, speaking of Atlanta, let's just jump right into yep. Shamari DeVoe. The newbie on the Real Housewives of Atlanta just came out that her husband, Ronnie DeVoe, who, if you guys don't know, Ronnie was a part of the R&B group New Edition. Uh, they were the biggest, one of the biggest selling uh, boy band groups in the late 1980s. So according to documents obtained by Radar Online, the tax lien department of the Treasury of the IRS said that Ronnie DeVoe, as of November 2013, 
is owed 366k in back taxes. What are they spending get it on? A motherfucking business manager, accountant, that, and that, all these people need to get an accountant. That is what I will say. Like, if I could start every episode of this show and end it with any <sighs> word of advice for Bravo people or any person who gets on television, go get a business manager because you don't yeah. know what the fuck you're doing with your taxes. No, and not at all. And everyone is like, oh, I owe this, I owe this, I owe this. Like Karen Huger's husband owes taxes. Ooh. We were just talking about Aviva Drescher's husband owing money. Like, all these people owe Nene money. Nene like, a few years ago, owed 870k. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Oh my God, near a million dollars. Which makes you wonder, they're spending all this money. Who, how are they tracking any of their money? Talk about ridiculous spending. Kim Zolciak Beerman. I'm just like, they've found these people's taxes. I'm waiting till Kim gets slapped with like right. three million of back taxes. Because there's no way she's like tracking all her money correctly. There's no way. So Shamari actually bought her 5,000 square foot home back in February, which I think is kind of oddly timed you of know, course she probably bought the house for the show of course she did which is you know what so many housewives do which i think is what jennifer aiden is did on Real oh my gosh and her house you is guys so we will get there we good. will get there <laughs> will and get it's there. in paramus there's nothing in paramus new jersey <laughs> we will get there we will get there but so shamari bought this house you know for a 535k Back in February, they're in all of this debt. You know, you see on the show, she bought two birthday cakes for $1,000. What's crazy? Go to Costco and get a delicious, (laughs) like, ice cream cake. Oh, my gosh. The thing is, like, he was back in New Edition, back in, like, the 80s, early 90s. New Edition broke up. Bobby Brown wanted to leave. Then he joined and made Belle Biv DeVoe. Belle Biv DeVoe had hits. Hits. So the residuals have still got to be coming in. For years, and I'm like, you've been grossly mismanaging money, even though you had the steady income yeah. for that long? That's crazy to me. I don't get it. I mean, I believe that, you know, I used to work in business management for musicians, and no one makes as much money as you think they do ah, after taxes, you know, your business manager fee, your lawyer's fee, your manager's mm. fee, your agent's fee. So after all the fees, the money isn't that good, especially when you're splitting it between a few different people in a group. Yeah. So the money isn't as lucrative as you think it is. Candy Burris, on the other hand, she's a songwriter. Yeah, she makes money every goddamn time. It's a played, song right? Is played. Yeah, and she doesn't share with. Obviously, she might share with other songwriters, but she has the rights to the she music. Has the though. rights to the music. Yeah, she's smart. So it's man. very different. So you know, this guy, like, he might seem to have some money, but it's probably all fake. I mean, and also Atlanta, we always see the money in Atlanta is not the money in New York and it's not the money no. in Beverly Hills. It, I mean, obviously it's more like the money it's, in Jersey, <laughs> which is yeah. no money. Yeah. You know, so and it's, the money in Jersey is all acquired via very shady means. Yeah. Like you have all these business fronts, like pizza, pizza restaurant, the failed like Joe Giudice Italian restaurant that never like really did anything. Um, and then remember like Joe Giudice, like got sued for shoplifting from Home Depot <laughs> yeah. and like all you these other business the adventures. Like- yeah. Like, so Jersey has like corrupt stolen money, obviously. That's why, uh, Joe, Juicy Joe is in jail, but Atlanta, but I don't know. It just never seems like it's real because Chateau by Chiray was no. quote unquote under construction for years. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where's all your money, honey? And then Kenya, I mean, we at least saw Kenya's house. 
And Cynthia Bailey but looks no, like she has money. But no, back in 2016, Kenya Moore was evicted from the fake house she was living in. Oh, really? It was four grand a month. She couldn't pay it and was evicted. Kim but- Zosiak also rented a house, yeah. too, and they sued her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. These people don't have as much money as they're pretending to Portia have. Portia Williams, a couple years ago, had her $300,000 Rolls Royce repossessed. Like, yeah. You know, the women in Atlanta... It's a different type of money. And, like, I keep saying it and I'll say it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> but, you know, Sheree Whitfield back in, I think, 2015, once owed, you know, $111,000 to the IRS. Like, people aren't doing the as, war. Like, they're not yeah. doing as well as they're portraying, which obviously does come with the title of being a real housewife. Like, And that's why I think that, like, they think that we don't see this. Yeah. And I'm like... People, it's clear to us who has money, Heather Dubrow, Bethany Frankel, and who really doesn't have money, Karen Huger. Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm just With like, your why white you... fridge? Oh, like your white there, I could not. The first season of Potomac, their kitchens were so tragic. I'm like, this looks like my first apartment in college. Why do these women live in houses like this? And then they, like, the next season, they, like, redid their kitchens and they had, like, upgrades, but they still were not, like, New York City, uh, OC, Beverly Hills upgrades, but... But I think that also comes to play in the casting. Like, yeah, so many people I agree. who want to be on these shows aren't naturally wealthy because... No, they're desperate, so yeah. rich, you don't need to be on a show like this because... No, you don't. You know, after a year or two on one of these shows, you begin shilling your product. You shill yeah. and shill and shill. And Bethany Frankel is a perfect example. She started off on the show poor. Yeah. She created this beautiful brand, and it made massive success. And it's good. And it's Let good. me say, <laughs> I've had and, multiple of her, like the margarita, but there's also like the peach. That's uh, not a peach margarita. There's like a white cranberry cocktail. I've had her wines. I've had her popcorn. Like that shit's good. <laughs> But she knows what she's doing, but, you know, the show was kind of like a stepping stone for right. her to create success, but with Atlanta, it's like none of their businesses can really get none. off the ground other than them. Although I wonder if Cynthia Bailey's eyewear, <laughs> well, she had the modeling studio, but then she also had the eyewear line. Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, now she's opening a wine bar, as if oh. she knows anything about wine. Like, girl, that's the one thing you do not want to get involved with. You do not want to open a wine bar. Like, you have never met a snobbier customer than yeah. someone going Drinks to a wine, wine. bar yeah. to drink. Speaking of two girls drinking, uh, Hampton's Water Rosé, owned by John Bon Jovi, will say it is pretty tasty. Sponsored by Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, Mr. Bon Jovi... <laughs> I'll, don't worry, I'll reach out to you directly. <laughs> <laughs> but I okay, Ramona's Pinot Grigio went nowhere. Vanderpump Rose, I don't think is that successful because anybody that I've heard that tasted Vanderpump Rose said it was really sweet and My not very good. It tastes delicious. Oh, she does. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even the same with the Witches of WeHo. I don't think that's gonna you're be. Drink it. I'm yeah. gonna drink it, but I hate a Pinot Grigio. I hate Pinot Grigio. Oh, I love Pinot. Oh no, I'm not a Pinot girl. Yeah, I heard Ramona's wasn't very good. Too. One day we should have an literally no, like I legit. No, I want to do it. A full we, tasting. A, a full tasting of all of them. Witches of WeHo, Jack's Snacks. What, oh. what are you just, Oh, just, just that X. X. <laughs> yeah. Just that X. Just Ramona Pinagrigio, Vanderpump Rosé. I mean, we're here for you it. You guys, keep listening because we will be doing bonus episodes of full taste testing of all Bravo-related <laughs> booze because that is what we do best. Thank you. Here on Bravo Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. So Ashley Jacobs from Southern Charm. You guys, we have been talking about her for so many goddamn episodes. <sighs> but at the same time, <laughs> she's worthy of discussion. You know what? Because I... she is that crazy. You know, she like keeps, exactly. you know, like she keeps the buzz on Southern Charm. Exactly. So back on episode nine of Bravo Happy Hour, we talked about how Ashley and Thomas were doing these like little heartfelt messages on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Previously, we had talked about how. That's if she hasn't blocked you. <laughs> yeah, she did block me. She blocked Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram. Oh my <laughs> god! Don't worry, we've got our spies no, on are the you ground. Kidding? I got her on my personal. <laughs> Girl, I got you. Uh, but, that's funny. So Ashley had been saying and saying for months that she was not going to be filming for a Southern Charm, but. Tamara Tattles has been sharing details of the most recent season of Southern Charms. So on December 8th, they filmed a cast party at Allah's Alam House's plantation. Allah's Alam House. <laughs> the thing is, 
is is that Catherine Dennis and Patricia Altrell were not there at the party. Ashley was, though. So the whole drama, I think, that will be ensued at said event was that Ashley was going to clear her name with Catherine, but Catherine was too busy at her brother's Her wedding. brother, who, okay, it's been stated or observed from, you know, obviously the Bravo blogs that Saint has fetal alcohol syndrome because of how he looks. Catherine responded to this and was like, how dare you? Like, my son does not have fetal alcohol syndrome. I was not drinking during the pregnancy. But everybody's like, he has a specific look to him. (laughs) Once we saw pictures of Catherine's brother at this wedding, Mari, cue it, you are the father. Because he looks exactly (laughs) like Catherine's brother. Exactly like it. Something weird with, like, the eyebrows being a little bit light. But I think with the brother coming out, it's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sure everybody that said that he had fetal alcohol syndrome feels a little bit bad, but now it looks like it's a familial, like, look, like, G-wise. Yeah. You guys, check out the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram account. We'll be posting the pictures. They are, tr- it's a truly uncanny match. They look it just like it, yeah. So, yes, yeah, Saint looks like her brother, and Kenzie, Kenzie looks, looks like just her. like her. Yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. So, at the Limehouse Plantation, the whole cast was there. Ashley was reportedly filming with Eliza, and I've actually been seeing on Eliza's Instagram account, you guys... I wouldn't even say to follow it because it's so fucking boring and she sucks. Yeah. But she once posted something with Ashley a couple months back, so that kind of gave me obviously the two I honestly that they had were to go back together. to see who she was because they said that she was in the oh, first couple seasons. No. But I'm like, the first couple seasons weren't as juicy as the most recent seasons. They were trying to make her a thing because obviously she's wealthy, but her father is friends with Thomas Ravenel. Yes. So yeah. the fact that Tom, I, I mean, I've you know, talked about this ad nauseum on previous episodes, but the fact that Eliza and Thomas are hanging out and playing polo together, I'm like, never would I ever hang out with my no. father's friends never. and do an activity with them. No. How weird. How inappropriate. How weird. I think that's like a southern thing. You know I what mean, I mean? Well, no, because Thomas is a rapist. <laughs> like, well, yeah. He's a we, rapist. And we really abuser. have not heard much from no. him He's been in keeping months. his mouth sealed because, yeah. you know what? His lawyers and his people are probably realizing he fucking did the things that people are accusing him yeah. of doing. You guys, if you just type in Thomas Ravenel on Google. Oh, yeah. Of, okay, you guys, check the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram page to see what comes up when B- Thomas Ravenel is Googled. The picture is horrifying. Obviously, it's him with a goddamn black eye. Oh, my God. He's the most tragic character in all of TV. Yeah, I mean, he talk about like the epic fall. I thought he already had the fall with like the cocaine stuff and going to jail. This is like a further descent into. Well, I mean, good. You know, justice hopefully will be served with him. And I, I had a soft spot for him in earlier seasons because I just find him charming in a sick way. I find the southern. I find it's charming. before we knew how he was, how JD was, Absolutely. how all them because Good old Southern boys, yeah, because Shep, ah, I'm torn with oh. him. I think I might marry Shep. I feel like he's a little <laughs> bit of a sleaze ball, but also endearing. And so it's like, uh, I mean, I watch Relationship. I thought it was so cute. I knew the girl that he picked from New York City was never gonna end up with him. Yeah, um, Should have been me. <laughs> I'm like so in love with him and so sad. Uh, but I don't think he's ever going to settle down. And people in the groups, like the Bravo groups, have gone to uh, South Carolina and they're like, yep, it's just like he is in the TV show. Sleazy, like talking to girls in groups and trying to get laid every night and him and Austin hanging out and Craig and I don't know. He's old and that's what he's still doing. I don't uh, know. You know, he's what, 38? He's like, older than no that. man, like, I don't find it as aggressively, like, pathetic that he's not married and hasn't settled down like the other ones. Like, part of me is like, and he's so smart. Like, he reads all these books and he's very intelligent and I've heard him on other podcasts where he's talked about, like, previous business endeavors and other things that he's done. He went to business school. Like, he's a smart guy and comes from a good family. And he probably is like, you know what? I I don't need to settle down. I don't need to settle down. And you know what? Like, I don't hate that. And hey, Shep, like a couple, a couple months ago, he was like he was with there was there was a girl, there was some Chicago, girl. the Chicago girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they had the storm in South Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but she hasn't been on there lately. No. But now he's really pushing the Shep gear, and then also, like, Austin's still pushing Chop Hop, and yeah. so it's like, they have their little businesses, but hey, if they're making money, that's just, like, extra money on money that they're making. This I mean, guy's not Shep's dumb. got mailbox money. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of other kids who probably have mailbox money, Camille Grammer's daughter, Mason, who's currently 17, has been opening up about her parents' very public divorce. So, Mason recently spoke with Page Six, saying, it was the hardest time of my life. I changed a lot after that. I've had to grow up super fast because I had more responsibilities. My dad wasn't around. I didn't see him much. And my mom had such a hard time. She currently has a brother named Jude who's 14 years old. She said, I had to become my brother's mom, which is so hard to hear. Yeah, but we were talking about this. And Kelsey Grammer, everybody thinks he's a total asshole because he obviously left Camille. He was dating uh, Kate Walsh. Is that her name? Kate Walsh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, who he's with now. And they have kids. Um, and they're like, he's the biggest asshole. He's a piece of turd. He actually had a really tragic, um, like family life growing up. His father was murdered. His sister was raped by four guys and killed. And then like five years after his sister died, he had two half brothers that died in a scuba diving, um, incident in St. Thomas. So it's like, I feel like he's been married four or five times. He's got to have some major emotional issues that just make him shut off and like, You know, from because his dad was murdered when he was 13, so like you can only imagine how he kind of had to deal with all that. Um, it doesn't, I feel bad for their kids because I don't think that, um, they have like the best role models. But Camille's really strong, and Camille's like a really she's a New Yorker, you know, like she's a little tough cookie. And she recently remarried, and I think it's good for her, but her house recently burned down, like, yeah, and she, she's uh, going through, like, her cancer treatments, yeah. she had endometriosis, she had all of these issues happening to her, obviously her house is now gone, yeah. you know, I felt really sorry, kind of, like, listening to all of this, you know, because yeah. obviously, like, this little girl and her brother were just kids when all this was happening, but this was a major, major plotline for season one of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. Housewives, yep. and... Camille was on the front page of People Everything. Magazine saying most Mace, hated housewives. And Mason was old enough to like know about it because come season two, season three, she's walking the runway at New York Fashion Week. Yeah. So I'm like, man, she had to have been aware of all of this when it was yeah. going on. And even if she's aware enough to know that her dad wasn't around for any of it, she dov- totally knew everything. Like, so. And you know, Camille, like, is just a normal human being in the sense where she probably was like cripplingly depressed because yeah. all of the media online, yep. everybody's saying she's the worst housewife of Beverly Hills, the worst woman ever. On top of getting left for yes. a younger woman and like, a she, and she didn't even see it coming. Yeah. And they were married for a long time. Like 13 years, wasn't it? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how she like made it out, kept her sanity. Like, uh, but you know what? She's on the other end of it, and mm-hmm. now um, yep. her daughter Mason said that when she married uh, David Myers back in October, that he is her hero and has really helped her kind of overcome the last few years. And I think that's really great. And it's it's sad when you have to hear these children and housewives kind of speak out on their I know. lives. I'm getting to the age where they can speak out. So, okay. I have something about, like, the kids of the housewives speaking out. Because at one point, do you think that, like, oh, you're going to be just like your mom, uh, Brielle Bierman? <gasps> or also, oh. like, yeah. Oh, did you see her recent photos with her lips and oh the brown God. lipstick? The poor... Oh, you guys, bad. check out the Bravo Happy Hour page. I will be posting brown they lipstick photos. Bad. It's so bad. But also, like, when Joe's deportation stuff came out... And Gia was posting about, like, being able to fight it and things like that. I'm like, no, like, you're not going to be able to fight the deportation to Italy. Like, I don't know. Are you as naive as your mom? I'd hope you weren't. But, like, I feel like only one of Teresa's kids is really not about, like... Gabriella. Yes. Gabriella's, like, not about social media. She's not about, like, having all the attention. I feel like she's the only one that's going to, like, not be naive like her mom because... Teresa's grossly naive. I mean, recently it was actually said that Teresa and Melania were seen at a bar in Brooklyn <gasps> filming Melania's what? music video. Oh, the rap thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Melania's doing a music video, duh, because she's a natural born star. But, yeah. 
I also Amber saw that um, Teresa got sued for trashing a rental property oh, yeah. in Jersey. Because of like, uh, there smoke. were animals yeah. and smoke. Yeah, <laughs> and she had agreed to it. But I, they dealt with it out of court, and I think she just paid them. Yeah. <laughs> so Mercedes, what was your favorite moment that aired on Broadway this week? <gasps> oh my gosh. I will say Real Housewives of New Jersey calling out Teresa because Teresa was basically telling Melissa like how why can't you get your husband under control? Like he's not coming around for uh our dad, blah blah blah. And then the new girl, Jackie. Jackie is like, "Well, if you can control your husband, you think he'd be in jail?" Like <laughs> He's away. He's away. Oh, he's away. Bitch, he's in jail. He's in jail. He's in jail. And she wants to avoid it. So when Jackie said that, I was like, yes, yes, thank you. She was giving her question after question after question. And Melissa. She's a good addition. Sat back. And she's an attorney. Yeah. She's an attorney. And she was like, how dare you let Dolores stick up for Teresa? Yet Melissa can't have anybody stick up for her. It's Uh just unfair. And I'm stark contrast to Jennifer because Jennifer is like sad. Sad. Like, uh, I cannot take a however old woman having to ask her husband for permission to do things. Like, no, hard pass. Like, bye, (laughs) bye. I can't take you. She's almost as bad as Peggy Sulahian. (laughs) (laughs) I think Peggy's worse. (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty bad. But, no, I think... I think Jersey's going to be really good. Andy has been I think saying so too. Yeah. that things are going to really heat up, and it's one of the best seasons of Jersey that's happened in a really long time, and hey, I'm in Hopefully for it. it is, because uh, Real Housewives of Orange County has been tragic. Dallas was amazing. Well, that Dallas was my was really favorite good. moment of the week. Yeah. You know, the Dallas reunion, part one, aired this <laughs> week, and honestly, Deandra, like, I have always loved Deandra, but Deandra, this episode came in so fucking negative and heated and was so aggressive like it changed everything i'm like girl leanne has been working on herself and we know that and leanne was sitting there kept her calm yes yes like doing her little meditation bowl Uh in the back like relaxed and deandra was so aggressive her and (laughs) carrie the two of them versus each other was spectacular I also heard that Carrie's going to get the boot. Or that's the rumor. The rumor that so, she's getting yeah. the boot. We talked about that last yeah. week. How, you know, Dallas is like, you know, looking to get some new chicks on the cast. Yeah. And that they're hiring two new girls. Which probably means one or two of the current cast members are leaving. Which, you know, probably assuming either Carrie or Cam. The other Cam's got to go. I cannot stand. Let's talk about pathetic housewives. Oh, I hate her. I love her. I hate the way she talks. I uh, hate, um, oh my god. Girl, I hate uh, Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I love it. She is white chicks embodied. You know the characters in white chicks in the movie? It's accurate. She's them to the T. I just, I can't stand her. And I'm like, you have nothing that anybody aspires to be. Like, Steph is like so, the sweetest, most beautiful being. Brandy's like saucy little redhead. Like, they all have something to them. Cam has nothing but, like, a dull, lifeless, like, personality. I just cannot stand her. I can't. <laughs> like a house in Beaver Creek. Yeah. I just, ugh, no, 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 no. So I can, I think Carrie's gone. I think Cam's gone. I think they're going to get new women. But let's also get more of Mama D. Yeah, I. Let's just get her as a full. I was like, they're casting. Are they casting her? I, they need she to cast her. Came in with a little purse and her resume, and was like, now this is why I should be the star of uh, Dallas. I don't give a rat's nest wrapped around an armchair, whatever she says. Oh my gosh! And Andy is just like <laughs> orgasming, looking at her. Where are you her. getting like, this from, lady? He's like, what? He's like, Mama D, you brought your purse. She goes, Yeah, I gotta get my daughter her allowance. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's so good. I'm loving yeah. this reunion. And honestly, I think the reunion is truly better than the actual season. And honestly, I do feel that you don't even have to watch the seasons. Because they do enough recapping in the reunions now that it's like, alright, you get the gist of like the important things that happen. And you're not spending like... 10 hours. Although OC reunion wasn't that great. I don't... I mean, part one was great. But the cocaine thing... I don't know. But I don't know if they're just doing that for ratings because it's been so abysmal. And do you think Gina and Emily will be back next season? Yes. Both? I believe they will both be back. Interesting. Emily's husband's a troll. Emily has (laughs) has so ugly. And Gina is willing to start shit. So... 
you know, Emily has this baggage, and I want to know why her husband voluntarily decided to become a Mormon after his neighbor was a Mormon, and then he decided to convert to Mormonism. And then with her whole mom, like, being depressed, like, she doesn't really go into, like, the details of it, and I'm like... Okay, you've opened the door. I want to know Give more, us more about like the darkness. In yeah, her life. and then Gina has a lot of shit with the she's husband. She's not really talking about what's going on with her husband. She she's needs not. To it. Yes, she does. I need Shambador unpacking. I need Taylor Armstrong unpacking. Ooh. Okay, like I want to go deep. Like that's the only way you're gonna stay here, ladies. Take note. Seriously. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Will you come back on again? Absolutely. I love this. I mean. It's just the one place I get to talk about how obsessed I am. It's probably the only TV show that I watch. Or, I'm sorry, the only like channel. It's the only channel I watch. So it's like. Are you kidding? Yeah. Same. I don't watch yeah. anything else. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, check out the Instagram account. It's definitely where you can find all the best uh, news all week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next Monday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.